0: Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime. And this is our extra special 100th episode. And we're super excited. So excited we had to wait a week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But really we had to wait a week because Kaylin had some mystery illness that was not COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus, which is a wildly inaccurate way of... Mm. Talking about what's going on right now, but we'll get to that later. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, thanks. Yes. And Kaylin, you can't see, but she's got beautiful new hair
1: and nails. Oh, and yeah. she's just looking all sparkly and beautiful. And tomorrow I'll have brand new eyelash. Well, no, not brand new. I'm not getting extensions. I'm just Ooh. doing the, the tinting and the lifting. Ooh. So that I don't have to wear mascara all the time anymore. I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do, do the
0: extensions, mm-hmm. but I've heard they can get kind of funky. So I'm kind of scared.
1: Um, they basically just say that... To help them, you should you have a silk pillowcase because it helps silk, uh, cotton sucks moisture out of stuff. Right. And so, stuff like that. Which, you have silk, silk pillowcases. I well, they're so. not
0: silk. They're like polyester satin. But, oh, same thing. Because that's also supposed to be good for
1: your hair. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, which is, that's another reason why they say that if you have a problem with dry hair, hey... If anybody didn't know this, if you have a problem with dry hair, get a silk pillowcase. It And it helps.
0: And I guess if your hair is oily, stick with the cotton. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. There, beauty tips, too. <laughs> Murder and beauty tips. <laughs> All in one stop shopping right for here. real. Woo-hoo. So,
1: this episode is still going to be a little weird.
0: It is going to be weird because, A, we couldn't decide what we wanted to do for our 100th episode. Right. So, we're doing a little bit of everything. Right. So... Yes. Um, And it's International Women's Day today, as we're recording, so we should also acknowledge that. Woot
1: woot. Woot woot. Yeah, women. (laughs) Um, As we talk about women, how about some shitty women, like Lori Vallis?
0: Uh, Yeah, we got to start with that awful... Beast, right. who is back in our beautiful, fair state of Idaho. Mm-hmm. As of and last week? Yes.
1: She uh, appeared in court in Idaho for the first time. With bad,
0: all- bad lipstick. Like, I don't know who gave her lipstick at all, but A, you know that whole thing about how, you know, who you are on the inside shows up on the outside? Because most of the pictures that we've seen of her... She looked attractive. Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I just want to claw her face off, she did look attractive. Right. When you saw her in court and Completely in... Completely different. Oh, my God. She looks like one of Satan's hags. Yeah. Like, rode hard, put up wet, as my dad used to say. <laughs> just not... Like, honestly, all of that nastiness that she is is on her face. Right.
1: And you can see it. Yeah. yeah. It's... uh And the whole time. So, excuse me, KTVB... Uh, one of the news channels. They were able to live stream her court date, which I thought was pretty fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: But, but
0: what wasn't awesome
1: was that her bail got lowered. Yeah, so that
0: pissed me off. This was
1: the second time that her defense has tried to get her bail lo- lowered. The first time was in Hawaii before her extradition, um, back to Idaho, and the judge in Hawaii didn't budge. She kept it at the fi- the five million dollars. And then when she appeared in court on Friday, Friday? I mm-hmm. think it was Friday, yeah. It was Friday. Um, she appeared in court on Friday.
0: And also the way she acted. Can <sighs> we just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the
1: laughing, like I just want to
0: punch her so hard.
1: Right, it was like the most of the beginning of her court hearing, mm-hmm. she looked so... Bored and annoyed, and like she, it, this whole thing was just a super and in, big mm-hmm. inconvenience for her. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to smack the shit out of her. Me too. And then at the end, when her bail ended up getting reduced, it got reduced down to one million, which is ridiculous. It's still not what the defense asked for. So, I mean.
0: Yeah, but what they were asking for was so bloody ridiculous. Come on. So
1: the defense team wanted it lowered to 10,000, but no more than 50,000. Yeah. And it did get lowered to 1 million. So it, it was kind of like a compromise, I guess. But. And. Normally, I feel like you are on the side of things where you also try to be like, well, this is how the law works. Yeah, no, not this time. Because I know, well, you and because have swapped a little. I just feel, one. well, I feel like she's been let off on
0: so many things. She has continued to collect Social Security meant for her daughter and son after they were last seen. See, that's bullshit. She has, you know, she has defied numerous court orders to produce the children. Mm-hmm. Everything this woman has done has screamed... I don't care about law and order, you know, and of course I do have to, you know, I guess acknowledge, I probably do have a little bit of, I don't know, like an extra thing because I lived in Rexburg for 10 years. I know how that community is. Right. There's a lot of things about it that are very, I'm sorry, sick and endemic. Whenever you have a community that is that homogenous in this case, it's homogeneity again. About I don't know if that's a word, but around a religious belief, but it leads to levels of dysfunction that are disgusting. And like I said, the whole thing with Chad Daybell, okay. and we haven't talked as much about him, right. but the fact he's been publishing the garbage that he's been publishing for thirty years right. is still a member of the church in good standing drives me insane. Right? Because like I said, I saw so many people like that, and. Just with despicable views, um, saying despicable things over and over again, and getting away with it. And I guess that just makes me very angry. Right. Because that is all a part of what's playing
1: into this. Right. And see, so I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because... And I'm kind of going to take your... Because normally you do this with me. Yes. Is when... Do I hate that her bail got lowered and it does give her a better opportunity to get out? Yes, I do. I right. think it's disgusting. I don't think that she, she should be out at all until... Because she can... is a
0: flight risk. Like right. I said, the police show up at your house and say, we want your kids. We want, you know, not that they're taking them from... We want right. to see your kids. We're doing a welfare check. And the next day you clear out everything. You disappear All of the things that we have seen since then, we know she's been sending text messages from her daughter's phone. She put all those kids' stuff into a A storage storage unit. unit. She, you know, is responsible for the death of her ex-husband. She, or he wasn't her ex-husband, he was her husband at the time. You know, like I said, there are just so many ginormous red flags here that all of this garbage about lowering her bail makes no sense.
1: See, and so the only reason that I'm going to play into the other side of it is because watching the whole thing, based on what she is currently being charged with-
0: I know. The
1: defense made a decent case. Yeah. But then you listen to the prosecution and you're like, well, he's fucking right too. Just because, and it's like, just because she's not, she can't be charged with it yet Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Right. And and the fact is these children
0: are missing. Mm-hmm. She is the person who is responsible for the their welfare. And here's the thing she's not even making like, you know, the Susan Smith thing where she's making some ridiculous claim like, you know, right. aliens stole them or, you know, they were kidnapped by somebody. Right. You know, she is being very willful in her, I'm not gonna tell you where they are, kind of a right. you know, that's her whole demeanor is this refusing to even discuss it. Um, you know, which right there, you are in violation of a direct order. And I just think of all the things, for instance, like, you know, if this, I'm sorry, if this was a black person in America, the treatment would be, she'd probably be shot by now, first of all, for some of the crap that she's done. You know, they would have been like, well, she ran away, so I'd kill her. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just irritating on so many levels. Yeah.
1: Well, I... And most of the people that I talked to on Friday after the case, after the trial, or not, it wasn't a trial, after her court hearing, um, her preliminary hearing is set for March 18th and 19th mm-hmm. at 9am on both days. I'm hoping KTVB will also be live streaming that. Me too. Um, And...
0: And the FBI is in Rexburg. They Mm -hmm. have set up a task center there to help look for these children.
1: Now, I Um, was terrified that as soon as her bail got lowered, she was going to get out. But...
0: Is she still in jail? Because that was all the the head... As of
1: yesterday, the last... Which was Saturday, uh, Yeah, sorry. As of Saturday, the last thing I saw was that she was still in jail because she... They couldn't find a bondsman to work with them. Yeah,
0: because you're not going to get bailed out on the weekend usually anyway. Right,
1: and I don't think that, I'm hoping that, because the way that bond works, if you don't know, is if you get a bail bondsman, you have to pay 10% of the bonds. so
0: they have to give a hundred thousand dollars to he, a
1: bondsman right if they don't get a bondsman they have to pay that full million dollars for her to get out right so if they can't find a bondsman to work with them which I hope there's they there's no can't. way that they're going to be able to cough out a million dollars I, I do
0: have deal. to say here's another thing that made me so happy about and I don't know if it was somebody in Rexburg who started this or in that area but I saw a call on Facebook where people were saying do not sell these people anything right. do not sell them groceries do not sell them anything, make their lives hell. And I thought, you know what, good for you. Right. And I understand, like you said, I'm normally the, well, they haven't been found guilty yet, and
1: law and but, order. Like, fuck these people.
0: Yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Because like I said, this just seems so blatant, right? you know. And we still haven't heard the autopsy results on Chad Daybell's wife. We still don't know exactly what... How her
1: brother died.
0: Yeah, well, and her brother, we don't even know, like... Was he murdered? Was it suicide? I'm feeling like it was probably suicide at this point. And then you have her cousin or whatever with the husband that got Mm -hmm. shot at. And now I think she's starting to flip on
1: Lori. Right. And then you've got her friend in Arizona that has already told the cops that she tried, that Lori tried to tell, ask her to tell the cops that the kids were with her in Arizona when they weren't. Right. So there's already just, yeah, fuck these people.
0: Yes. So like I said... My best hope is that they are, you know, locked away with some cult somewhere, which is not good either, but, but if, I just pray they're not dead, but I don't know I at don't this point. So. I don't
1: think so. I don't think we'll find them alive. Um,
0: I know. I just, ugh.
1: Yeah. I, it's it's a sad one. Mm-hmm. And it's, I actually, speaking because we brought up the coronavirus. Oh my um, God. That I saw a meme on Facebook the other day, and it was like, if you live in Idaho, you're more likely to get killed by Lori Vallow than you are I the know. coronavirus. I love
0: that one. Love that uh, one. Well, I actually, so posted funny. that. Did you? The, was that
1: you that I saw? I
0: posted it in the state of uh, in our uh, discussion group, oh, and okay. Amber had actually posted it on her page and then she was like well i was gonna post a discussion group but i just posted something i was like i don't care post as many
1: times as you want yeah this is a nice time to bring up the discussion group because um if you are a part of our discussion group you will i posted the link to watch her hearing yes on our discussion group so if you are interested in stuff like that you can do that join if you join our discussion group anytime we see stuff like with Information that with cases that we are mm-hmm. following, we tend to post that yes we're, we're pretty good about yeah. that.
0: Yeah, and we should post them on our page too. You know, we should. We yeah, we should do better at that. We're not we as good at that. No, we're not. Um, but yes, yeah, so that has been a major frustration. Although I am glad that you know she has been extradited, that she's sitting in an Idaho jail. Uh, we'll see what happens from there. Um, I do hope a very, very, very bright spotlight get shown on this branch of the LDS Church that preaches all this garbage about the last days. I'm, I'm tired of Mormons getting a pass on a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, I mean, we saw with, you know, the, for instance, you have the FLDS, which, you know, have broken off from the mainstream church. They're the ones that are always in the news, you know, for um, polygamy and things like that but you know like I said polygamy is still a mainstream Mormon belief they just believe oh it'll happen in heaven it's not on earth and you know it's those sorts of things that just irritate me and make me angry and like that stupid you know um, now I can't even remember the uh, so the group that Chad Daybell and Lori Ball, the oh, pr- yeah. preparing of people, yeah. you know, and them claiming, well, we're not affiliated with any religion. When you have like banners about the Book of Mormon all over your page mm-hmm. and... You know, you're preaching Mormon doctrine as part of your doctrine. And like I said, that kind of stuff needs to be addressed, especially where the Mormon church has not hesitated to excommunicate people for being feminists and for standing up for LGTBQ plus rights. But these nut jobs are allowed to just keep running around and face no sort of retribution whatsoever is a problem. And this is something that I'm sorry needs to be addressed. And like I said, I was Mormon for many years, LDS, whatever you want to call it. I say Mormon because that's what most people know. Uh, The the church likes LDS or Latter-day Saint better. Um, We have a lot of people in this community that I do love and admire, you know, who happen to be LDS. Mm -hmm. Um, There are good people. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the, the organization itself, like the Boy Scouts. Oh, and there's another thing the Boy Scouts filing for bankruptcy. Nobody's talking about the marriage, the unholy marriage between the LDS Church and the Boy Scouts that went on for decades and decades and right. decades, you know? And then, you know, that's something that, again, irritates me to no end, you know? And whenever you have these groups, that are so tied to patriarchy, there's always a poisonous heart, right. and it needs to be exposed and talked about. Okay, I'm done ranting. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, where do we want to go next? I know we have a couple of topics that we wanted to talk so, about. So, want to...
0: I wanted to start off with, since, you know, I got kind of serious there, I do really want to talk about the missing and murdered indigenous women.
1: Right, and we talked about, this was... um Suggested, I don't remember who, Mm -hmm. I don't remember when, I don't remember how it was suggested, (laughs) but somebody said something somewhere about talking about the missing and uh, the missing words are not mercy,
0: missing and murdered indigenous women. Thank
1: you. Words
0: are not my friend because it does have like I know Canada has established a task force for this. Um, excuse me, here in the United States. We have started because it is in this area, you right. know, and, um it does touch us a little bit. You and know this
1: was something that I had told you that I'm very uneducated on. I don't yeah. really know anything about
0: well, this. I will just start off by saying last year alone nearly 5600 native american women were reported missing according to the fbi's national crime information center and the actual number is probably much higher because many of those cases as we know do not get reported and again like my rant about the whole lds church the fact that you know we have such a high number of women going missing in this particular community is tied to a, n- a number of things. You know, it has, okay. All right, um, and, you know, that has very deep roots in our history, in the way we have treated these peoples. Um, and again, something that we don't talk about. You know, like I said, this is the other thing. When you brought up, you know, COVID-19, the disease being caused by a coronavirus there's no such thing as the coronavirus they are an entire group of viruses um, but anyway if we were reporting on these missing indigenous women the way we were reporting on for instance you know every member of covid-19 mm-hmm. you know think something would probably be done about it we would be finding more of them and you know finding more of these perpetrators it's very very frustrating right so, and I know Canada, like I said, I think I read, I tried to do a little bit of research about this and I do think it's something maybe we are going to want to do a full episode on. Right, I agree. Uh, in the future, but I think it was something they said, something like 16% of all women murdered in Canada were Native or Indigenous. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a horrific problem and why it's not getting more media attention I do not understand, Right, but, um, it's, it's a frustrating situation for sure. So, um, and, a, you know, and sometimes like we had the tragic case near here, um, over by Fort Hall of, I think she was a 16 year old girl and she disappeared and then she was found dead from hypothermia and, you know, just these really awful tragedies. Right. You know, and sometimes there are things like that where they had been out partying and then she just decided, Hey, I'm walking home. But again, nobody's looking out, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: watching out for some
1: of these people. And
0: it's, it's awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that we'll have
0: to do a whole episode. I think so too, because there's just too many cases and, um, it's a, it's a huge problem.
1: That's probably going to be a dual parter.
0: Yeah. Because, there's so many cases, right? Like I said, five thousand six hundred. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a five thousand six hundred little blonde, blue-eyed, white girls who look like John Benet Ramsey went missing last year?
1: Right. You, you know,
0: ugh. Again.
1: All right. What's next? Do we want to? Do we want to go to our original thought? Or I don't... think so.
0: I think we want to do our core case. Okay. Um, I think that that would be a good thing to do. Okay. Are you ready? You get to start this.
1: So, I'm actually really excited. This is kind of my idea, and then I kind of backed out of it for a minute, and then I was like, no, it's fine. Um, we've talked about doing this case, and then we've talked about not doing this case, and then we've talked about doing it, and then not doing it, and then making it a bonus episode, and I figured... It's number 100, so yeah, why not? Yeah,
0: that's right. And this is another one of those cases that I lived through mm-hmm. and is now historical for youngsters like yourself. And I think those are always kind of fun and interesting to do as well.
1: And see, my favorite thing about this case is that everybody does know it. Everybody does. There's it. not... You could not walk down the street and ask somebody, right. did he do it, well, and, I was, and them not know who you're talking about. I was
0: going to say, I think this is one of those cases that is almost kind of sort of maybe responsible for the boom in people being so fascinated by true crime. Right. I can't... I mean, there there were previous ones that got crazy amounts of media attention. I'm not going to say that. But I do think this is one of those that's kind of at the core of widespread, I like to talk about true crime Mm -hmm. personalities. so. So...
1: Today, our our main case of the day is the OJ trial. Yes. Which I'm excited about because I love and I loved researching it without it feeling like research, you know? Because I didn't mm-hmm. do it right now. This is something that has happened over the last couple of right. years. But now, I loved, I loved every I se- and hated all at the same time because... <laughs> It made me want to murder somebody. (laughs) But... It's a frustrating
0: case. And the other thing is, I don't think people understand what it's like to live in a pre-Nicole Brown and uh, Ron... um, uh, Uh, Gosh dang it. Oh no! I'm ashamed of myself for forgetting his name. But living in a world before those two people were murdered... And who O.J. Simpson was to generations of people and then living in a world after those murders. Right. You know, and that's something else, too. I mean, you talk about... Goldman. Goldman, Ron Goldman. When you talk about, you know, a person who had this reputation as a golden boy and nice guy and everybody liked him and he was the juice... You know, there was nothing bad said about O.J. Simpson. And then we find out, A, he'd been abusing her for years. Right. And, again, nothing, you know, bubbles to the surface about that until the murder takes place, really. But, um, just, yeah, it's a crazy story.
1: Yeah. So... And like I said, this is one of those things that you can't walk down the street, stop a stranger, ask them, did O.J. do it, and then not know what you're talking about. Right. Everybody knows this case. Yes. Everybody and, knows it. and has an opinion. Yes. Most, and I feel like most people are on the right track. I think nowadays most people are like, yeah, he did it.
0: Right. And I also want to say, you know, for me, one of the things that the O.J. Simpson case is such a marker of is if you don't deal with racism... Stuff like this happens, you know, right. where this really became a misplaced, you know, we're going to take a stand against racism. Not that, you know, like Ron Furman deserved to be fired and like horrible human right. being and ashamed to say that he lives in our state now. But um, that, that also is such a big part of this as well, mm-hmm. you know, and... Yeah, like craziness. Do
1: you but. want to do just like a quick overview of the, the oh, whole...
0: Well, if I can, I don't know that I am probably remember everything as well as you do. But so, you know, I just remember the news breaking that Nicole Brown Simpson had been murdered uh, with Ron Goldman. And of course, his name was hardly said at the beginning. Um, and he was, you know, a friend or people didn't even understand like who he was or why he was there or anything like that. And, you know... Of course, when a spouse or ex-spouse is murdered, it's almost, you know, even back then, uh, suspicion very quickly fell on...
1: The significant other. The
0: significant other. And almost immediately, I do have to say, you know, there started to be these rumblings, although there was still this disbelief. No way that O.J. Simpson, the guy that, you know, did the... You know, the car rental commercials, running through the airport. And like I said, he was the juice. You know, he had won a Heisman Trophy. He was a football hero. He made, air, you know, great funny movies and, right. you know, played the goofy guy. It was just really hard to wrap our hands around. So, you know, we do know, um, like I said, and then when the details of the case started coming out. And the, these are crime scene photos that are widely available on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it is really, really hard to look at them and not have it feel like those are just shots from a Quentin Tarantino movie gone bad. Like right? it is so awful. Yeah. So awful. And, um, Yeah, it is really hard to wrap your mind around. But for me, the most chilling part, not the most chilling part, the deaths are the most chilling part, but it was also horrific when those phone calls were released of her calling the cops, you know, and saying, I think you know who he is. Right. You know, the fact that this had just become a regular part of her life. Right. Was so
1: sad. So... Even though it's okay, so uh, Nicole and Ron were both murdered outside of hit Ron Goldman's apartment. No,
0: outside of Nicole's. Honey. Nicole's apartment. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. And so Ron, so she and her family had eaten dinner at the restaurant where Ron Goldman worked as a waiter. Right. And apparently, she had left her sunglasses there, and he he knew her well enough. Just I guess you know they were fairly. Uh, regular, you know, regular diners where he worked. And they did seem to know each other, had some sort of a passing friendship. And he, when he got off work, it was like, hey, I'll drop him off, which was very nice of him, you know. And it really does seem like Ron Goldman was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time from what it sounds like. It was just one of those really tragic accidents of timing That he happened to be there when he
1: was. Right. (sighs) Are you okay?
0: Are you okay? Yeah. You looked very upset for a few minutes there. It's just
1: fucking... It's sad that like... And it it happens all the time. People being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And then it fucking ending their life.
0: Right. And I will tell you, I know we're we're jumping around all over on this one. Right. Just because we are assuming that you guys already know most of the details. Like I don't see a lot of benefit in going over the whole chronology again. And I will also tell you the other thing that stands out to me the most from the O.J. Simpson trial, is I remember I watched a lot of it like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I got sucked into that, you know. And I will never forget when they read the verdict, the look on Kardashian's face when they said not guilty. He looked so stunned. You could tell he was Mm -hmm. like, I cannot believe they're letting this guy go. Right. And that was somebody that supposedly, right, he had been best friends with. Right. You know, and all of this stuff. And I just remember that moment as much as anything else solidifying for me, this son of a bitch did, did it. it. Right. Because even his best friend on his legal team knows he did it and cannot believe that he's going to be walking the streets after this, you know? And, and also I think the other thing that the OJ Simpson trial really brought to the forefront besides, you know, like we said, the racism and the fact that I think the jury really vote, the jury vote was a vote against racism as much as anything else. Um Also this, it was those, such a blatant demonstration that you can buy your way into a verdict. Right. You know, and just that, you know, inequality of what's available to the taxpayers as far as, you know, putting together a case and prosecuting a case versus if you have enough money, you can buy your way out of it.
1: Right. And so... My dad and I had had a conversation about this one day because I asked him one day, did OJ do it? And he said, no, he was acquitted. Like, okay, but like, do you think he did it? No. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) And then my mom tells me that that's not how my dad was during the trial. When the trial was happening, he was very much, OJ OJ did it, OJ did it, OJ did it. And then... I don't know if my dad was just like making a bad joke or if he sincerely believed that because the glove
0: didn't fit, which by the way is so stupid if you've ever owned a pair of leather gloves or leather shoes and they get wet, they shrink.
1: Like, that's and the, what leather and those does. gloves
0: had been stored in a freezer for how long? I right. mean, uh. uh
1: but I think that Where they messed up in the trial was him getting a jury trial. Because there are options when it comes to somebody going to trial.
0: Well, but I think if you have a non-jury trial, the defendant has to request that. I don't think the state can make that. Mm. And I know it's different, too, in different states. You know, like in some states, I don't even think that's an option. Right. But I think where it is an option... The defendant has to request that. I don't think the state can mandate that because well, because, that because it I is. I it well. You, it's one of our. It's in the Bill of Rights that you have the right to be charged by a jury of your peers. Well, and see that's and, what I'm and saying you can is waive that, but the courts can't.
1: See, because in my this is why I say that is because that jury they were not his peers. They were his fans.
0: Well, and that's another thing we can get into as well.
1: Because if they were his peers, it would have been a bunch of A-list celebrities. Mhm. You know what I mean? But those were everyday regular people who were then in the presence of like you said, a football hero. Mm-hmm. He was a he was in movies, he did commercials. He was this like this like star guy. And it was everyday people in his jury. They were not his peers. No. And that's what pisses me off about this trial mm-hmm. is I, and I kind of, I want to look into it to see if, if there was a way that they could have gone, oh, you know what I mean? hmm Because it's like, had, had he been, had he not been who he was, he'd have been, he would have been charged with it
0: well not charged with it you mean found guilty right, right he right, was charged right, with right, right. it but you mean he, he would have been, been sentenced yeah I oh I totally believe that and without that legal team mm-hmm. I mean he had you know a bunch of you know people that and by the way some of those people I, I don't know like doesn't it seem this is like you know two members of his dream team died of cancer and I think both of them had brain cancer. I'm not sure they both had the same types. There almost seems like there's been a curse, you know, and you look at Alan Dershowitz and what a joke he has become where he is just such a whore who will sell himself to any legal case as long as it gets him on TV so he can talk. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, yeah, there's just something creepy about that.
1: Right. And I think that, We'll bring Like, when you brought up Kardashian and the look on his face when the verdict was read, I think that he knew. Oh, oh he, he, of course he knew.
0: knew. He knew.
1: But I don't know if... I don't know. It's a hard one with him because, like...
0: What do you mean? When you say you don't know, what don't you know? You, I
1: want to know if Kardashian, if Robert Kardashian was actually there to help him or if he couldn't get off you know what i mean
0: Mm. like
1: he knew and he's like if i get off this case Case, right then it's gonna look bad dumping my best friend into
0: the he was trapped right between a rock and a hard place
1: and i want to know if he was actually trapped or if he was there well and here's the other thing
0: I mean, defense attorneys very often do in fact know that their clients are Are guilty guilty. as hell and they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not necessarily okay with the crime, but, you know, they understand that that's their role in the legal system is to provide the best defense that they can. Mm -hmm. I think with Kardashian in this particular case, what probably where I do agree with you that he probably just felt trapped was he knew Nicole too. Mm -hmm. This wasn't
1: because Nicole was best friends with Chris,
0: right? This was, and they, you know, for years had socialized together and vacationed together and, you know, I think that was part of it as well, Mm -hmm. where I think if he could have, like you said, I'm not sure he
1: would have chosen to be on that legal team necessarily. Right. But I think at first he was all for helping OJ. I think that at first he fully believed that OJ didn't do it. And then as the defense started getting the evidence and he's like, fuck.
0: Yeah. There was no way. I mean, even with, and like I said, Furman, Dirty pig, garbage. like dirty pig, right. In every respect of the word, um, but there's no doubt he did it. Oh, I'm, for sure. Yeah, And I, I, I don't even question that, um, just with the fact that there's no way, you know, even with the accusations of the blood being planted, there's no way all that blood was planted. Yes. Maybe some of it was, not all of it. There right. was some of it, there was just, cause some of it was found in his house and, right. you know, things like that. But, um. Yeah, I don't, like I said, it's just, that is a case, and that's also a case where when years later, when he was accused with going and, you know, roughing up the guy to steal back some of his football memorabilia, you know that his sentencing for that crime was very much the judge saying, You didn't get caught, you know. You didn't get punished the way you should have been punished. I'm going to make sure you're punished now. Right. Which again, probably in the you know strictest ways of looking at things in our legal system, not the best. But again, good for you, man. (laughs) But it does. But it felt like true justice, right? You know, and the fact he's
1: out now. I know, it's fucking annoying. He's playing
0: golf in Florida and, you know. And the other thing I always think about are the two kids he had with Nicole. Right. And what that must be like for them. Right. You know, and you never see, at least I never see them in the media. I never see Mm -mm. things about them. Thank God that they are allowed their privacy. Right. If there's anything decent in America and, you know, the American media, it seems to me, from what I know, and maybe some of you out there know more than I do, but it does seem like they've been left alone for the right. most part, and they should be.
1: Okay, so we're going to jump pages real quick because you just brought up uh, their kids. Okay, and before we do that,
0: oh, never no, mind, we're not going to do that. Not, not okay. doing
1: that today. Um, I want to bring up a post that Amber posted on our... Discussion group, which the title of the of the article is "Woman befriends the serial killer." Oh God! Who murdered her mother? Says he's now like a father. Yeah, and
0: the torso killer. I think we've talked about him, or maybe I've just heard about him. Um, I think we've talked it, okay. about him. Okay, maybe I've just heard about him. This, ki- I'm sorry, and I think and I commented down below. There's forgiveness, mm-hmm. and then there's insanity. Right. This is definitely again. I'm just so incredibly fucked up that I need media attention. So I'm going to say this outrageous thing because I know it's going to get a lot of play on social media. Right. There's no other, I'm sorry, there's no other, other reason for this. I
1: mean, because
0: this guy, first of all, this isn't a, You know, drunk driver made a bad decision, had a lot of problems in their life. You know, hit and killed my mom. This is a fucking serial killer, right? Who has murdered and brutally, uh, what's the word, mutilated the corpses of his victims multiple times, right? So I'm no. This is just no.
1: Yeah, fucking.
0: Yeah, this is, like I said, this is just, I'm a media whore, I need attention, here we go.
1: I couldn't imagine. I could not fucking imagine.
0: Yeah, this is just, you need some serious, serious therapy, darling. Right. This isn't forgiveness, this is psychosis.
1: Mm -hmm. So I found, I don't know if you saw this article, there was an article I found, I haven't really read it, I saw the the title of it, and I saved it, because I wanted to talk about it. It's a local one, Eagle man sentenced to forty years in prison for sexual assault. So like finally something's getting done about these sexual assault cases. well, one right. um hopefully this will be like the Tell start, me about this I don't know this case. Of a ton of them. um it says an Eagle man uh this is a post from KTVB. They posted this on this what's today? Today's, today's eighth. yeah today's Thank eight you. they posted this on friday the sixth um it says an eagle man was sentenced on friday for 40 years in prison for battery with the intent to commit rape uh Corey campbell who was 17 when he was arrested was charged with uh felony sex crimes including rape and sexual penetration with a foreign object in march of 2019 he was tried as an adult and in November of 2019, he pled guilty to Battery with the intent to commit rape. And uh, the plea deal also um, dropped other charges. However, each of Campbell's 10 victims... Oh, my... And he was 17? He was 17. Um, each of Campbell's 10 victims were able to speak at his sentencing as part of the deal. Good. In total, 12, victims, 12 victim impact statements were read on Friday, Ada County uh, District Judge Michael J. Reardon sentenced Campbell to 40 years in prison with a 20 year minimum. Uh, the judge described Campbell's actions as predatory and serial. Yeah, and, you think? Right. And that he caused a great deal of societal harm. And then he also, or um, Ada County Prosecutor Jan M. Bennett said, Thank you to all of the brave victims for coming forward to report these crimes and for speaking uh, before the court today, I would like to thank the Ada County Sheriff's office for the thorough investigation.
0: But again, I have to say like my first thing is, okay, it's Eagle, which that doesn't mean anything to a lot of our listeners, but Eagle is a very, very wealthy exclusive section of the Boise area. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like a lot of these victims probably had pull with law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Like, These weren't missing and murdered indigenous women or, you know, but I am glad he is being locked up and I'm glad that they didn't give him a buy because of his age.
1: Right. So am I. I'm glad that he was charged as an adult.
0: Because he would have just continued to cycle and get worse.
1: Right. And like,
0: ugh, he looks like he could play a little Nazi soldier. Seriously, he does. Right. Ugh. Gross. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that was an exciting one. Because most of most cases like this that we see, they get, if any, jail time very minimal. Yes. And so it's nice to have... But
0: again, it's 40 years in prison with 20 years minimum. I
1: mean, most people don't even get 20 years for that true. Like this, that you know is That is mean? true.
0: And I am glad about that. So. Most, pe-
1: most of them recently have gotten off with fucking probation and shit yeah. like
0: that. Well, that's true, too. So,
1: like, we just gotta...
0: We gotta take our victories where we get our victories, right?
1: right. Um, I think the last one that we wanted to talk about is gonna be a hard one. I didn't finish it, so I don't know how it ends, but I'm hoping you do.
0: Well, I do know that the people who perpetrated this crime are in prison. So what about if that the helps four,
1: you. Uh, the social
0: workers. That I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. Okay. So I cannot so, tell you that. But this is also, this has been all over social media. It has been. This is another thing that I remember some reporting about it at the time. Because this was back, it's not that long ago. It was what, 2013?
1: 2013, 2013.
0: Yeah, 2013. Um And I do remember hearing some of the details at the time. I don't know if maybe Dateline or 2020 or you know one of those shows maybe did some mm-hmm. coverage of it cuz I know I've seen some coverage. I have not been able to watch this. I will never watch this. I so just want you to know the reason
1: I haven't finished it is because it's something that needs to be watched in bits and pieces. I have to take a break from it. Mm-hmm. I can't and see this is something that's like different from the Luca Magnata um, documentary that came out because with that one I couldn't stop fucking watching it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stop it was a, a, I got sucked right the fuck into mm-hmm. it and then this is not that. This no. is something that I. So you
0: want to tell everybody what it is so they know.
1: <laughs> the Gabriel Fernandez case and there is a mini series of it on Netflix right now and Jesus fuck. Yeah. It is. It's rough. And don't fuck with cats was rough. Right. In very, very different Different ways. And again, I mean,
0: I don't do animal abuse in any way. I believe it should be a federal, you know, I think, I mean, it should be a federal felony. You know, in this, if if you're guilty of animal cruelty, you should get a huge, huge punishment for it. But this is a child. Right. You know, this is... Way more than a cat. Like, even I understand that, as crazy as I am. And it's also his fucking mother did this to him.
1: Right. So, if any of you are, I don't know, living under a rock and don't know anything about the Gabriel Fernandez case, it is the case of an eight-year-old boy who was ultimately found dead, Uh, They tried to revive him a couple of times, and it...
0: Did not work. It did not work.
1: He ended up passing away in 2013. Um, And we then find out that there was an insane amount of abuse and neglect and torture Mm -hmm. to this poor 8-year-old boy. And then we also find out that there were at least four social workers that knew about it, that didn't do anything about it. Right. So, all in all... His mother was uh, was being charged. mm -hmm. Her mother's boyfriend was being charged, and which is something that's super unheard of is four of those social workers Mm -hmm. are also being taken to court for this. Right, which is crazy. I don't think that's happened.
0: Well, it's I've heard of it happening. It's just super rare. It is. It's it's not exactly usual. Right. I mean, yes. Um and you you go ahead and then I'll jump back in.
1: So, the amount of the amount of torture to this fucking poor little 8-year-old mm-hmm. boy.
0: He And let's just so um the boyfriend, um the mother's boyfriend was given the death penalty the boy uh, Gabriel was eventually beaten to death that is his cause of death um and so that part of it's good but go ahead sorry um
1: just the amount of issues so when they ended up bringing him into the hospital because the boyfriend who tony that's not his real name uh but that's what he goes mm-hmm. by uh he called 911 saying that his son was playing with his other son and now he's unconscious and whatever and he says he's doing cpr but it doesn't really sound like he's doing cpr Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's just like chilling there and um ambulance gets to the house and they take him to the hospital neither the mom nor the boyfriend ride in the ambulance with him and which is super strange to me if my child is unconscious Or is going into an ambulance for any reason? Well, at this
0: point, no. I mean, given what she did to him and what she allowed the boyfriend to do to him. Right. Nothing she did is surprising. Right. This is not a normal human being.
1: Right. Well, there were... He had cracked ribs. He had... Busted lips, black eyes. He had an in. Uh, th- this is not the technical term. Yeah. No. But he had a skull fracture. That his skull was indented, like you could feel it from the outside of his head. That his skull had, was caved in in a part in part of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been shot with BB guns all over his body, including his face. Mm-hmm. They kept him in this tiny ass fucking. I don't even know what you would call it. Mm. What would you?
0: I don't... Like a cage, like basically. The, yeah. I mean, like a It was no like box. a cabinet.
1: Yes. It, yeah. It, it was like a small cabinet that they mm-hmm. had in their bedroom that he would be kept in. hmm And... I do want to get your take. Do you know much about his teacher?
0: I don't. And I did see some things online, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, the teacher should have done more and yada, yada, the, yada. I,
1: wanna, I did want to get your perspective on that. And
0: I don't know because, like I said, I, I don't... You, you can fill me in just okay. a little bit. I will tell you, because this was in Arizona. Um, I know in Idaho, I'm assuming it's the case in Arizona, teachers are what we call mandated reporters. Right. If I suspect a student is being um, abused, I have a legal obligation, as well as the moral and civil and all of that, right. to report that abuse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can tell you, I have done that. I know many teachers who have done that.
1: And nothing happens.
0: And nothing happens.
1: Okay. So he had gone to his teacher, and I'm paraphrasing. Don't come at me mm-hmm. for not being completely chronologically correct or whatever. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, he ended up telling his teacher that his mom hit him mm-hmm. with a belt and asked her basically, like, is that normal? Mm-hmm. And she tried to, like, get a little more out of him, mm-hmm. and he eventually told her that he be- she beats him until he bleeds. Mm. And so she had called the hotline that she was supposed to call and asked him, like, hey, I have a student. I don't know if this is something that needs to be reported. Yes, it needs to be reported. Yes, of course. Dumbass. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) And so he, and there's uh, audio of these Mm -hmm. phone calls. Okay. And the person was like, the person was like, yeah, that needs to be reported. So they reported it. They had gotten a social worker out there and done that side. And then Gabriel comes back to school, still being abused. And at one point, any time that she saw more things happening...
0: She would report she it. She would
1: report it. And then, Which, it-
0: that's all she can do. And I hope people understand that. I mean, I know we're all used to, you know, the teacher superhero stories that you see in Hollywood... That's legally you can't do that. Like right. as a teacher, I can't go pull a kid out of their parents' home. All I can do is, you know, call you know, health uh, you know, uh, sorry, health and human services or, you know, CPS or, you know, whatever it is in your state, right. whatever organization, and or the cops, you know, obviously the cops are also a line of defense that you can, you know, say, hey, I think this is happening. But that's it. Like, right. you know, I don't know what else they would have expected her to do. And it does sound like. She did everything that she, she er Yeah. And that she didn't just do it once and then give up. Right. She, every time she
1: noticed something, she was trying to get help for this kid. Right. And then he ended up coming in one day, or he had said to her one day, um, something along the lines of, uh, like, thanks for making the lady come by. And so she in her mind said that she was like, that means I'm it's helping. Like yeah. something's helping. So she called again and like let them know, like, hey, he said this. Mm-hmm. I think it's helping. She needs to go back. Mm-hmm. He came to school the next day and had gotten it worse. The Which the is also force.
0: something we don't talk about. When you do make a report, right, you know, and officials go into somebody's home, they often take out their anger on the child. Right. And if nothing happens to them,
1: I mean, what do you do? Right. And there was a lady, I believe she was a social worker, not one of the four that were getting charged. Um,
0: By the way, that case is dead in the water. I just looked it up online. So What is that?
1: Mean?
0: The charges against those four social They're, workers. Yeah. Yeah, like it was going through the courts, and then just recently there was a court decision in, on February 20th of this year, and people were saying they think that nothing's going to happen to them.
1: Gotcha. That fucking pisses me off. But again,
0: we don't know what was going on within that organization either. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know what those social workers were saying to their superiors and what their superiors were then doing with that information. Does that make sense? Right. Um, You know, and here's again, sad fact in this country, and especially in states like Idaho, I'm assuming it's probably true in Arizona, especially states that tend to be quote-unquote red states, you know... um, those sorts of organizations are woefully underfunded. And when you look into the caseloads of social workers and how many people they're asked to supervise and all of that, there's this case with Gabriel Fernandez reminds me very much of a case that happened here in Idaho, also an eight-year-old boy who was murdered by his stepfather with his mother's will in compliance, Robert Manuel. And... That was a case that happened in 2009. The parent, the mom, did not have custody of him, by the way, just had visitation, had lost custody of other children, but still had court-mandated visitation with Robert, which is another thing that makes
1: no no sense. sense
0: to me at all. Right. And while Robert was visiting her and her boyfriend, the boyfriend beat him to death. They threw his body into a canal and then for days claimed that he was missing, that he had just gone missing, but they had beaten him and thrown <sighs> him into a canal. So, and it was the same thing. Like I said, our, our society does not value and protect children.
1: Right. And we've, we, have you have said that so many times. I
0: have, and I will continue to say right. it until we have a society that is structured For the health and welfare and benefit of its children, we will have a sick society.
1: Right. And this is
0: an extreme case of
1: that. Right. And it's... So, well, one of the social workers, she was not one getting um, charged, but she was there speaking on this documentary. And she almost blamed the teacher that this was happening. And her exact words at one point were like, if... I were that teacher and I had that student that student would never leave my classroom.
0: You, you can't do that. I was just going to say, what did she expect this woman to do? Lock him in a closet in the classroom and then say, sorry, you can't go home. I mean, that's not acceptable. Like, you know, I, I don't understand. And This is also a problem in our society. I'm sorry. You know, teachers get blamed for everything. And you've heard me complain on here an awful lot we don't have any help. I don't, I work in a school. We have no school nurse. We have no social workers. Mm-hmm. You know, we have no support at all. I have had students that were homeless. I have had students that I know were not getting enough food. I have had students that I know were being abused by their parents. You know, I report it to people. I'm sure they report it where they're supposed to. There's nothing there people. Right. That's, The problem, there's nothing there. There's no fucking safety net. There's no, there's no place for these kids to go.
1: Yeah. It's sad. Well, and even the teacher in the documentary, she said it because she wanted to take pictures of Gabriel when he had come in with black eyes and busted lips so that there was proof. And the principal told her, no, we don't do that. We report only, we don't investigate, and this is investigating, so we report only, Don't you don't need to be taking any pictures. And she ended up kind of working around, I don't know how anybody's trying to blame this woman, to be honest, because yeah. she was trying to do everything that she could with everything that she right. could do. She did eventually take pictures, which... Which, she, by the way, you could legally get in trouble for. Well, if she, I take
0: pictures of my students without their parents' permission, uh,
1: depending on what I do with those, well, so what they had the way that she had done it was that it was for a Mother's Day project. Okay. So she took pictures of him holding signs, and each sign had a letter smart. spelling out "Mom." Very smart. But in the and you can find those pictures. Yeah, and you can do that kind of
0: stuff. You know, if it's just for classroom sort mm-hmm. of things.
1: And so it was him, and it was after his hair had been, like, they had kind of shaved it, but not shaved all of it. So there was, like, bald patches and big patches, and there was patches with, like, scabs, like it had been cut open. And and she had even said she was like, he missed, like, a week of school before he came in looking like that. And she was like, so I know that that was him healing, so God knows what he looked like a week prior And it's so sad.
0: Like I said, this is an extreme case, but here's the thing, people. Kids are living that life every day in this country.
1: Right. And so there is a... There's a, an article that is talking about what so far has happened with the four social workers. This was posted two days ago on okay. thetab.com. So maybe
0: it's more recent than what mine was. But It
1: says the court had, decide, had to decide what was going to be, uh, if what they had done was a mistake or if they had crossed the line and committed gross negligence or recklessness. They are talking about social workers here. Um, The district attorney claimed Gabriel's death was foreseeable and therefore the social workers should be held responsible for their actions. I fucking agree. Anyway, um, in the Netflix documentary, it is said that they, quote, did intentional things which kept Gabriel in harm's way, end quote, which resulted in his death. Uh, defense lawyers claimed that the social workers were used as scapegoats and they had all they, they d- had done all they could do within the roles of their jobs. As a condition of their employment, after, after Gabriel died, all four social workers had to meet with internal affairs investigators to discuss what happened and what went wrong. Here's what happened to the four social workers involved in the Gabriel Fernandez case. First one was Kevin Boom. He was a supervisor in the emergency response unit. The court was told that, uh, told he had to file about Gabriel's case around three months and approved that there were high risk level of neglect. His defense argued that he did his, uh, he did what his job was to do. However, it was argued that as Stephanie's boss, who was another one of the social workers, um, he was equally as responsible for decisions such as not referring Gabriel to medical help. Um, In the documentary, Kevin is described as having a hands off approach. And it said that Kevin boom bomb uh, didn't make sure a body chart was made or medical help was sought for Gabriel. Another one of the um, social workers is Greg Merritt. And it says, Greg Merritt was a supervising officer in the case. He had 24 years of experience Jesus. working with children. He, uh, he's interviewed in the trials of Gabriel, Gabriel Fernandez, where he says he's never had any criminal charges against him previously other than a parking ticket. He said he was responsible for up to 280 children cases at a time. And it's impossible to keep up with. It was his responsibility to oversee the work by Patricia Clement, another one of the social workers. Um, he said that the case left him devastated and was like nothing he'd ever seen before. He said the social workers tried to do the best they could to manage their caseloads. Um, and they would never want a child to die. But they—they they he also said that they never saw it coming. Okay. Which, I'm so sorry, Bullshit.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's
1: no way that there had been four, so at least four social workers involved in this case that did not see it coming. It's bullshit. I agree, because everybody fucking saw it. Everybody saw it, and that, nothing was done. Yeah, the the amount
0: of documentation here, I don't know how you could say that with a straight face. Exactly.
1: So, like, you're a blatant fucking liar by saying that you didn't see
0: it coming. And I will say, I do believe that, like, when you're in that sort of a job over and over, you know what I mean? And you see these horrific things over and over again, you probably do get to a point, and I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, I think you probably get to a point where you do try to downplay it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like okay, I, but they'll be okay. Like, I remember this kid who got the shit beat out of him every day and that they were okay till they got out of the house. Like, I, I think you'd have to start creating that inner dialogue for yourself right. to survive this. I mean, we do know there's such a thing as what's called compassion fatigue or, you know, when you just see horrific things over and over again. I don't know how you deal with that. And I'm sure social right. workers get no fucking support either. Do right. you know what I
1: mean? So another one of the social workers was Stephanie Rodriguez. She was a new recruit in, so she was new due to this job. Uh-huh. Uh, she was an emergency response worker who answered to a supervisor and her supervisor was uh, Kevin Baum, who we have already talked about. Um, as an emergency response worker, she would have been one of the first on the scene and first to evaluate the case. A colleague who featured, uh, who was featured in the Netflix documentary, said it was a mistake to uh, have somebody new in this role. This should have been uh, an experience. Somebody who was experienced to be in this position. Agree. Uh, Stephanie is described in the next in the Netflix documentary as being gullible and easily manipulated by Pearl Fernandez. Stephanie is said to have accepted weak excuses for Gabriel's injuries and accepted everything his mother said. Some injuries to Gabriel Gabriel were not marked and a body chart of his injuries were not made, which are things that should have happened. So I do think that while she was new, I get that. But I also think that like you said, when you see this shit for so long, you kind of just, getting almost a little numb to Mm -hmm. it. She was new. She should not have been numb enough to take all of the excuses that Pearl was giving her. Right. So like I get being new, but at the same time, like, so what was the next step these people should have taken that they didn't?
0: That's my question. Get him out
1: of the fucking house.
0: Like they should. Well, have... no.
1: Okay. So what should have happened, and this is something that was talked about by everybody in the legal part of it, mm-hmm. is they didn't do the body chart, which is a big one. Okay. Um, and they didn't send him to like uh, a
0: doctor for, an for medical
1: help. So the, what should have happened is there are specific places that the social workers, if they see this, they can get a warrant. To be like, you have to take your kid to this medical center to see this doctor and they have to do it. Okay. They didn't do that. So they never sent him to the hospital for, because in the doctors who would have, that were at the clinic that he would have gone to had the social workers taken that step. He tried, he had, was on the documentary and he said, had he stepped foot in my office, he would have never gone back to his house that was where they made the mistake is they didn't send him to see medical help. And I have a feeling that, like I said, that this just happens all the time. Right. So our last, um, our last social worker is Patricia Clement. It was said that she was previously described as a problematic worker she was rude and she was unprofessional, and that all came from her colleagues. oh nice mm-hmm. you know what I mean like seriously, and she doesn't look like the nicest lady
0: no she does Ugh.
1: so uh it was also said that she gave different stories of her involvement and in what happened in the case to internal affairs and to the lawyers. She said she did her job and nobody ever said anything to uh, nobody said anything about abuse to her. <laughs> Uh, she also said that she never firsthand saw any evidence of abuse. Oh my God. Uh, her assessment of Gabriel was flat, uh, was called flatly false in the documentary. She seemed, uh, or she deemed Tony an upstanding and caring adult with no criminal history. And he raised no red flags to her. She said that Gabriel's risk was reducing not increasing and wrote in a report that there was no risk to his safety and recommended that the case be closed. Okay, so do, you know
0: what? If you went into that, bitches, case files, how, how many, many dead kids? dead kids are there? No, or not even dead, but just incredibly damn it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Maybe dead too. I don't know. But that's the thing for every case like this that gets all the attention that this case is getting right now. You don't even know how many more are out there.
1: Right. um, She did a, well, with her interview with Internal Affairs, she described Gabriel as acting up in school, angry and rude to teachers. She said she knew this because she had been told by none other than Pearl fucking Fernandez. Uh, She did not speak to the school to confirm this, and she admitted that she did not verify the information that she had been given. So, like, fuck you, Patricia Clement. That's all I have to say about that one. Yeah, no kidding. There's no (laughs) excuse for this woman. No,
0: that woman. And, like, how fucking old is she and how long has she been working there, by the way?
1: Right. So, like, we were able to, like, kind of give Stephanie a tiny bit of
0: a buy just because she's new. Tiny bit. Yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny. I still think they should be held
1: responsible. They should. She did. She was fucking new and she shouldn't have been in that position, but she should have still tried to do more. Exactly. Sorry. But, Patricia Clement, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, so, this is a fantastic article. It's, again, it's from thetab.com, if any of you want to go. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not reading the whole thing. Um, there was a hearing for the four social workers and the judge said that the actions of the four social workers represented an improper regard for human life and said that there was a failure at every level as a a result, they were sent to trial, but the workers appealed this decision. Uh, the case then never made it to trial. Uh, so the social workers never had to face the jury. Mm -hmm. Uh, the appeal was to put, uh, a three justice panel, which is another thing that we talked about with the OJ Simpson, which I wish would have fucking happened because if that would have happened, OJ would have been in jail. He would have been found Mm -hmm. guilty if it was not a jury trial. And it was a, um, if it, if it was a three justice panel, he would have been found guilty in a heartbeat. (laughs) Um, but they decided to, the three justice panel decided to dismiss the case for the social workers. Uh, the decision, it says the decision was no unanimous.
0: So they all three of them said no.
1: Right. Uh, to- Which is
0: mind-boggling to me. and makes me think that your little theory there about O.J. Simpson being in jail may not have happened. Because if a three-justice panel let these four off...
1: Well, okay, so I'm pretty sure this is a typo. I'm pretty sure this is supposed to say that the decision was not unanimous. Okay. Because two of the three stated that there was no probable cause connecting to child abuse or falsifying documentation uh there was a notion to rehear the case in january of this year but that has since been disregarded uh right now this case is not progressing any further it has been reported that all four of the social workers were fired after gabriel's death so like that's good yeah again fuck you patricia clement well all of them honestly right all of them but i feel like she was the worst of Uh the bunch i do too Well, her and I have a hard time because Stephanie Rodriguez, she was the one that was in contact with Gabriel's teacher. She was the one that Gabriel's teacher was calling to tell all of these things were happening and nothing got fucking done about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even the teacher had said that when she did call Stephanie about like telling her more things that had been going on, it, she was like, to me, it sounded like she wasn't even like taking notes. She was like, cool. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just didn't really seem to. No, be nobody doing took this with the seriously. Exactly. Or cared. And it's fucking sad. And I wish that they would have gone to a jury trial, not a panel trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish it would have actually fucking gone to trial. <sighs> but I haven't finished the series yet because it's a lot to handle and it's a lot to watch. And I will never watch it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope.
0: I can't, I can't, I cannot watch that kind of stuff. I, I just... called,
1: I called my mom one night and her and my sister were watching it. And my mom answers the phone and she is just sobbing. And I was like, what is going to happen right now? And she's like, if you watch this dude documentary, it's like, no, not yet. And she's sobbing and she's like, I'd fucking kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And. And that's how I feel about these cases. Yeah.
0: I just, you know, and I, like I said, and if, we we don't prosecute child abuse the way we should in this country, Mm-mm. especially when it's perpetrated by, a by caregivers, right?
1: A trusted. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And um, like I said, we fail our children on the daily in so many ways.
1: I think one of the hardest parts of the tr- of watching the documentary for me was aside from the pictures that you see because you, they show you that it, it's hard to watch. It's a hard one to watch. But I think during like the testimony and stuff, one of the hardest ones to watch was Pearl's sister because Pearl's sister testified against her and against Tony. And she was up there at one point, just like sobbing because she was like, I wanted to help, but I couldn't do anything since I was underage. And she she took pictures of Gabriel. And so some of those pictures that they have of him with the, with the busted lip and the black eyes and stuff like that, Some a lot of that came from Pearl's sister that wanted to do everything she could to help but couldn't because she was minor. And that little boy was not always in their custody. He was in the custody. Uh, she didn't want the baby to begin with. When she found out she was pregnant, she was gonna abort it. And her family talked her out, of, well, not most of her family, but it was, uh, I I don't, I forget how they were, were related, but they're, mm-hmm. they're uh, one of the guys was related to her some way, somehow, and her, him and his husband w- told her, K- have the baby and we will take him. Mm-hmm. Like, we want him. And they had him for the first four years of his life. And then she decided she wanted him back. Be- well, and then he got passed to her Pearl's parents, so his grandparents. Why?
0: So why did those two people give him
1: up? Because uh, Pearl had gone to the police with allegations of sexual abuse. that oh, was never investigated. You know, Pearl, it was never...
0: Pearl needs to be murdered. And there you are. I, I'm sorry, but I shouldn't say that out loud, should I? <laughs> but I just, like, honestly, I hope that whatever women's prison she's in, I hope they get a hold of her and do whatever. Right. I mean I I cannot handle stuff like this. And then especially there you go right there. So you have a homosexual right there's two men right here. Mm-hmm. You have a homosexual couple. All she has to do is make a whisper and they lose this child whereas you look at the mount everest of evidence against her and it's never taken away. Right.
1: I I cannot deal with this stuff. I right. cannot. And that was one of the that was another big thing that went into why they suspect that he was abused as badly as he was is, well, they thought he was gay. Her and Tony would tell him, call him a faggot and tell him he was gay and beat him for it. And even the cops had said when they had gone into the house, into the apartment after Gabriel had died, they didn't find any clothes for Gabriel except for two dresses ugh, oh, seriously, Kaylin, I can't deal with this stuff. But the I think from what else that I've watched, her sister testifying was devastating, and then the husband of the man that had helped raise him, um, he had was here illegally, mm-hmm. I assume because he said, Ice got a hold of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> sent him yeah. back to El Salvador. And he did an interview for this documentary And he, he loved that boy. You know what I mean? And I don't think there was, he, neither of them touched that boy.
0: Oh, of course
1: not. Absolutely not.
0: I mean, and what a vicious, disgusting piece of garbage she is Uh, on just on every single level. And like I said, I, I'm really glad that the boyfriend got the death penalty. I don't understand why she did not Right. And you know how I feel about the death penalty. I know. It, but if anyone deserves it, here you go.
1: Right. Well, that was a fun 100th episode. That
0: was a lot. Of, we, did a, we did a lot of shit in one episode. We did. And now I'm so depressed. Like I said, every time I've seen any mention of this, like I said, I remember when the news broke at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, I can only listen to so much of this stuff. Right. Um... I that's the one I just I cannot stand the thought of children going through this stuff. Right. And the fact that we as a society sit here and allow it over and over and over again. And we want to sit here and, you know, throw our hands in the air and scream and cry about, oh my God, a gay couple adopted a kid. Ah but we're okay with this happening on the daily and we do not react to that I
1: ugh. my thing is what bugs me about the gay couple adopting Gabriel and then Pearl comes back and was like they sexually abused him get him the fuck out of the house mm-hmm. and then kills her kid because in part of it we assume is because of them thinking yeah. he was gay
0: well that's whatever excuse they used or whatever
1: why in the fuck I'm sorry there's about to be things here that's probably going to be problematic. We're not talking about it today. Why would you have that baby and give it to a gay couple if you had a problem with homosexuals? Why the fuck would you
0: do it? Anything that she did. Like I said, this is not...
1: (sighs) Like, if you had a problem with gay people, Mm -hmm. why would you have a baby for a gay couple? Why would you do it?
0: Well, because at the time, she was just looking for the easiest way out. I mean, this is obviously... A piece of shit walking around in human form, who all she ever does is think about how can I serve myself today?
1: Also, I would like to add that Gabriel had two siblings. He had an older brother and an older sister, and they were not abused like Gabriel was. They were, I'm sure, abused. Well, and that's to an extent. And again,
0: that's not totally
1: unheard unheard of. of. It's normally one of them. There is
0: very often one child Mm -hmm. that for whatever reason bears the brunt of the abuse of everybody's if, not, problems. if not all the abuse right and so. so that
1: was another thing that they had said was they even if any either the older kids had done something bad or wrong gabriel got punished for what they did yeah anyway check out our instagram and our facebook in our Facebook discussion group. I'll just and be
0: drinking and sobbing in the corner for the rest of the day. And our
1: merch, which I'm wearing one of them right now.
0: And it looks really good, you guys. The one is actually, good. I like this. This
1: is actually one that's not on our website yet. I made this one because I wanted it, and I <laughs> love it.
0: I want one, too.
1: It's super comfy, so I did... That should be our official setup.
0: co-host... Yeah. Zip up I love it. hoodies. I, love I really it. like that. It's one. a zip
1: up, and my favorite thing about it is that it's like super lightweight, mm-hmm. so it's good for springtime. But I, I, I like also ordered a hoodie which I got, I wore it yesterday for the first time. Got bleach on it. Oh, <gasps> no! So I'm just gonna go to Walmart and get some black dye and dye the little bleach spot. There you go. Um But that was one of the samples anyway because I'm redesigning some things. Um But yeah, so check out our merch at stateofcrimepodcast.com, which I'm really excited about. If there's anything that you want specifically, if there's any, like, if there's something on the website that you don't see that you want, or if there's, like, a shirt with one design on it, but you want that design on a different kind of shirt, let me know. Because I can do stuff like that. Yeah, she can do all kinds of cool stuff. And as we head into election season... Go vote. Go vote.
0: Vote for people who are going to protect our children. And not in stupid ways. Like, oh, we're not going to allow gay people to have kids. That's not protecting children!
1: Real meaningful protection of children. Also, since we're talking about elections, do your research. Do not... Yeah. Do not vote for somebody based on what you see on Facebook. You need to go do your research on every candidate, whether you hate them or not. <laughs> do your research and vote for who you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't vote for... Yeah. I'm not telling you not to vote for, but do your fucking research. Don't just vote if you don't know what you're... Vote for good people. Yeah. Don't vote if you don't know who you're voting for. Do your research. Look into them. Look into the things that they stand for. Look into the things. Look into the laws that they have worked for or worked against in in the past. And do your research. Do your research. Check check out our march at stateofcrimepodcast.com. Be good people. Again, check out our march at (laughs) stateofcrimepodcast.com. And but be as, good people too.
0: Yes. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye.